Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. Well, we welcome you to the World Prayer Network. Thank you for joining us. Now, this is an unusual one. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, Michelle Bachman has just welcomed you by way of a tape. Uh, pre-tape. She's taping after I do, so I don't know if she's welcome, but if she hasn't, I'm going to do it again. So welcome to the World Prayer Network. And uh, I think by now you know the purpose of this call is always to lift up holiness and righteousness and biblical justice and truth to prevail throughout the land and the nations of the earth. And we ask that media and uh, press not be a part of the call, not require anything's ever said in the call. And I've always announced uh, most of the times that we're way beyond the issue of partisanship. We're beyond Republican versus Democrat, beyond right versus left, where you are right versus wrong, good versus evil, and the things of God versus the things that are not of God. However, this particular call is unique. It's very different. On this day, May the 25th, we are going to introduce you to the Wellverse team. Now, there's two entities. There's World Prayer Network. It was started by Mario Bromnick and myself uh, back the day after the election, November of 2020. Then there's Wellversed. Wellversed is the entity that funds and logistically supports and makes possible the World Prayer Network. So the Wellversed team, Wellversed was an organization founded by my wife and I, in 2018, you're going to meet some of the members of the team, the staff, the board, et cetera, that have been an enormous help to make it possible for Wellversed uh, to exist. So that's going to be a fun kind of thing. I want you to see the people behind the scenes who bring you the newsletters. You're going to see the people who help produce those. You're going to see the people who help run these very uh, videos. You're going to see the people who make possible the World Prayer Network. It happens every Wednesday and Sunday night. So I want you to meet them. We're going to jump right in right now. We're going to go to Tracy. Tracy Berger, she has been with me, my goodness, since Tracy, since 2007. Is that right? Yep, that's right. 2007. It's actually coming. It's right on the anniversary because it was May 2007. Oh, my goodness. Well, she stepped into my life at a time that uh, two weeks later, two weeks later, my then wife, now late wife, was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, Tracy literally had to take over all of our lives. She, she did everything because uh, I was focused for the next six years as a caregiver, uh, trying to see if we could save my wife's life. We were not successful eventually in, in, in that, my wife, Carol. And so Tracy stepped in at a very delicate time and just literally helped us. Uh, she was a young woman, a fresh graduate from Indiana Wesleyan University. And she doesn't like me telling she's the valedictorian. So I won't announce that she's the valedictorian. But if I was allowed to announce she was the valedictorian, I would tell you she was the valedictorian, Indiana Wesleyan University. Now she's married to a wonderful guy named, what's his name? Luke, Luke Berger. And since you married Luke and moved here to San Diego, your family has expanded a little bit. Tell us about that. Yes, we have four daughters. We, our nine-year-old daughter, um, uh, just a little fun fact, her middle name is actually after uh, Pastor Jim's first wife, Carol Jane um, Garlow. And so she is Victoria Jane. Um, we see a prayer and leadership anointing on her. And so um, that is why we chose that name. 
And then our second is Taylor. She is gonna be seven in June. Our third is JL. She will be three in June. And that is JL from Judges 4 of the Bible. So uh, we will see how God uses her um, with, that, with that name and that calling. And then our fourth is Luca, who is our 2020 baby. So she is about 17 months right now. And you and Luke are passionate about something in terms of developing others. Uh, people don't know, but you know, Tracy is the one behind the scenes who keeps my life going, who keeps a ton of well-versed issues going, who touches on the finances enormously and keeps them all in line. She, along with a lady you'll meet in a moment named Tamara, they make sure every T is crossed and every I is dotted. They are very skilled in that the compliance issues and they're, they're so, they're so uh, helpful, profoundly helpful and, and significant in well-versed ministry. But tell me about the passion you and Luke have. Well, Luke and I, we have been coached and mentored by some business people um, for the last number of years who are just very focused on helping people develop their, their finances in the right direction. But way more importantly than that, they see that success is all areas of life. And so they've helped us out a lot with even our marriage and our parenting and um, just every area of life. And, and we just want to pay that forward and help other people do the same thing and um, be, be able to, to be able to pour into their life, their passions, their values, and, and live that out more fully and wholly. Um, and so it's kind of a marketplace ministry type of um, thing that we're involved in. And it just, we see ourselves being able to not only give back to well-versed in a bigger way um, as God expands our, our finances and our growth, but then being able to just support lots of other ministries, experiences. And, and so that is a big passion uh, for Luke and I. Tracy, I can't put in words what you mean to me, uh, my wife, Rosemary, what you meant to Carol in those, those years, what you meant to our children. You and Luke uh, are very, very close friends to my children as well they love you like we do and uh, my goodness wouldn't have made it without you and uh I, i've looked to you even for counsel and guidance many times and you've always given such solid input so thank you tracy we love you dearly so proud of you love you, you too and i don't know if anyone else will say this but we're wishing you a happy 75th birthday oh, no. i'm gonna plug that in i was not I was I was gonna roll through this whole thing without calling attention to that. Okay, you, you've now blown my cover. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for that, Tracy. Bless you and love you. Yes, love you too. We're gonna go to Connie, Connie Rollins. Connie, my goodness, you used to be in the U.S. Navy. That's right. And you met a guy who was in the Navy. That's right, in, in Virginia. I was stationed in Virginia for a couple of years and then out here in North Island uh, in San Diego for a couple were, of years. And that's where I- And you were with helicopters? Met my husband. I was in a helicopter squadron the last two years and my husband was on the USS Ranger, which interestingly enough with Top Gun getting ready to open up, the original Top Gun was filmed partially on his ship. Oh my goodness. And that was the Navy. So that was kind of a cool thing that happened. So. A gracious volunteer who volunteers a ton of time and oversee, helps oversee the social media presence. Uh, she is smart in that stuff. I'm not, 
and she just keeps us hopping and developing and getting better and better in the media uh, component. Uh, uh, Connie, you know, you, uh, you're heavily involved in church leadership. You served on a, on a district board for your denomination, and so you're going to the general conference of your denomination, heavily involved there, and leadership in your local congregation in very strong and visible ways. So super proud of you. You shared with me, uh, something with me last night, I, I didn't realize, the impact that the book Well-Versed had on you. Uh, tell me about that. Uh, yes, thank you. And first, I just want to say what a privilege it is to work with uh, Dr. Garlow and Rosemary in the Miniverse. Uh, Jim, I don't know if you remember this, but you had initially contacted me about some fundraising for Well-Versed. And I said, Jim, you know, that's really not my gift. That's really not my forte. I'm more of an admin type person. So that's kind of how I, how I got into that. But as part of that job was to read your books, post uh, little snippets from the books, that type of thing. And so of course I had to read the books. So uh, well-versed really, the book well-versed really opened my eyes to what the Bible had to say about biblical governance. I mean, I had no idea the depth, each element of it, um, from overtime to hiring to employer-employee relations, all kinds of that, all, all kinds of things like that. Um, I really learned from that. Oh, awesome. And, and you're, tell them what your husband does. Uh, by the way, a commercial, you set me up a commercial. This my, this my opportunity. Well-versed book is available. Uh, go to wellversedworld.org <laughs> and go to the store and click on that one. And uh, we have, from the time I wrote it in 2016, we have sold it at co our cost. And particularly if you'll buy it by the case, I, I don't want you to buy just one or two. A case is 24 of them. Uh, Tristan, Tristan, how much is a case? Uh, how much? So it's $135 shipping included. 130, thanks, Tristan. $135 for a case of 24 books. And my goal is not to make money off it. My goal is to try to see if we can turn this nation and get it back on biblical foundations. So thank you, Connie, for setting me up for that little commercial there. So Connie, your hubby does what, and what did you learn <laughs> about contemporary political governmental climate by virtue of your husband's work? Uh, yes, so um, like I said, my husband was in the Navy, but we didn't stay in more than our four to six years. Uh, he uh, had some time off from that, and then he started working for Homeland Security specifically for those. So we've been involved in different government uh, in the years. And he just retired from that last year. But uh, it was very- Retired from what? The Border Patrol. Border Patrol. He retired wow. from that last year, yes. Uh, you have to, it's forced retirement. You cannot be in the Border Patrol after you're 57 years old. So uh, I guess I just gave away our age, but uh, he just retired last year. the same age I year. am, by the way. And the same age I am. I, I, I'm dyslexic. I'm dy <laughs> I think you have dyslexia. Dyslexic, yeah. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, just being, uh, having access to that small segment um, of government really just opened my eyes again. And to the, what you hear in the mainstream media is so different from when you know someone firsthand who works in that field. Uh, just a couple of quick examples, because I know I don't have a lot of time, but uh, for example, the media, I would hear the media reporting that there's, the arrests are down. There's not as much um, in, illegal across the border. And I would ask my husband about that and he'd be like, there's less arrests because they're forcing us to catch and release. We're not 
actually arresting the people. We're just letting them go. That was one example. Um, another example was the media putting out there that children were being kept in cages. Some of those photos, in fact, proved out to be false. But the children were being separated from their parents in some specific cases. Uh, one huge one was human trafficking. If they could get the kids separated from people who claimed to be their parents, then the truth would come out that they were being trafficked across the border. Um, one gentleman come in with documentation to pick up some kids, came back on the next shift when my husband wasn't there with documentation for more kids. So there's a lot more that goes on uh, in reality when you know someone and you're hearing it firsthand. So that was one of the things, and that was over 20 years ago. Uh, that that started of me just realizing I need to find other sources for my news because what's being put out there in the mainstream media is most more often than not, not facts. Connie, I so appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I can't imagine having a, a spouse working with border security in the current environment. That just boggles my mind what border security have to go through presently, uh, given the occupant of the White House. So Probably I will say it was getting worse and worse that he was glad to be retiring, though. I would think so. Proud of you, and we're so grateful. Thank you for all your ministry, well-versed, and in helping to support World Prayer Network the way you do. Thank you, Connie. Uh, I'm going to go right now to Tamara. Thank Tamara's you. Before. We're going to Atlanta now. And Tamara, my goodness, we've known you for a long time. Tamara serves on the board of Wellverse. We have about a five or six-member board i believe it is and uh tamara served on that board from the very inception she's a brainiac she is so smart she, she i'm gonna have her talk about this but she knows agriculture she knows filmmaking uh, biomedical stuff uh funding she, she she does it all and very skilled so tamara tell a little bit about yourself and then also your governmental political involvement. You're an activist as well. You've been you've been with us to DC, to New York City, the United Nations, and you've been with us everywhere. So tell us a little bit about Tamara Seymour. Well, I think I'll start with the farm. Since you mentioned agriculture, um, we actually have a farm in our family that's been handed down from my great-grandfather uh, and my mother just passed away in September. And I've been managing the farms. Um, they're down in South Georgia, small farms. We grow peanuts and cotton, and I've been managing that since before my grandparents died. Um, it's just a real special, special place for us. And it's nice to know that, that we have a piece of land that, that has been the family for so long. Um, and then I did dabble in the film industry. Uh, with my sister, who's an actress and a director, we made a feature film that um, it's a faith-based film. It played on Lifetime and then played on various networks around, around the world, really. Uh, it even played in Bahrain, which I thought was interesting for a Christian faith-based film. Um, but I decided that uh, the film industry was hard to make money in, so I made my career in biotechnology, which is small pharma as opposed to big pharma. I was a chief financial officer for many years and recently decided I was sort of done with the operational roles. And now I sit on the board of three drug development companies. Uh, it kind of keeps my, keeps my head in the game. 
and I get to stay in touch with, with Wall Street. Uh, and then finally, which you mentioned, yeah, governmentally, I have done many things, mostly starting with you, Jim. I think it kind of started when we had, we would, you would invite somebody from um, the Senate or the Congress in, you'd interview them in the sanctuary, and then I would emcee these little seminars that we had uh, just trying to educate the congregation. I, I lost count, but we did many, many of those. Uh, and from there, I just started getting into a lot of other governmental stuff. Um, you know, like you said, Judy and I have done many, many trips. Judy Wade, Jim's big sister. Um, Whose birthday just yeah, happened just a few that's days ago. Right. Um, we've made many trips to DC, both doing some lobbying as well as probably more at that point was prayer assignments, praying for our nation. And since I just moved back to Atlanta from San Diego last year, I've gotten mostly involved in election integrity. Um, as you all have probably heard, Georgia is one of the battleground states that has a lot of problems uh, with their elections. Uh, and so there is quite a movement here to see if we can rein that in. I'm involved with an organization called Voter GA. It was down at the Capitol doing lots of lobbying for election integrity bills during the legislative session. And now what I'm doing is working with a coalition that's trying to mobilize Georgia, just like they did in Virginia. And I'm uh, doing poll watching training and I'm doing that statewide. So I've gotten to travel around uh, training people. So it's been, it's been great to be back home. I miss San Diego. I miss being with you, Jim and Rosemary and Judy. Uh, but there's a lot happening here and uh, it's fun to be a part of it. And huge thank you for what you do for Wellverse. My goodness, folks, she keeps us online. She helps in the hiring of, of employees, uh, that type of, that whole type of arena. And then with all, make sure that we're we're absolutely uh, doing everything exactly right in terms of compliance. Mm -hmm. She's sort of our brains, along with Tracy, who you just met, who make sure uh, we 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 operate appropriately there. So, Tamara, I'm so grateful for you. Uh, you just mean a lot to our whole family. Well, thank you. I feel like y'all are my West Coast family, um, yep. but it is an honor, really, to work with Wellburst. It's been an honor to work with you. We actually go back now to like 2009, um, and um, you've got me started in a lot of this <laughs> governmental stuff, so I owe you a lot for that, and I so appreciate you. And we're super proud of you. Way to go, Tamara. Thank you, thank you. And now we're going to go to Tristan. Tristan uh, has been with us for, let's see, a year or a year maybe or so. And uh, Tristan, you have quite an interesting story. Uh, where were you? Uh, Tristan, by the way, oversees not only the production of these kind of videos like we're doing right now, along with Alan and, and Terry, we'll introduce them later. But Tristan uh, oversees all the handling of resources. When you order a book, this is the guy who, who handles it and takes care of it for you. So sometimes we keep him extremely busy shipping books everywhere. Tristan, I am so proud of you. Your accomplishments are staggering for, how old are you? Uh, I am 18 and actually in a couple days uh, at the time of this recording, I'll be turning 19. 
So very good. Okay, so you're you're 18, almost 19, and you were born in what country? Yes, I was born in Malaysia. It is a small country uh, right on the equator in Southeast Asia. It's next to Indonesia, Singapore. So that's where I was born. And in March, you had a huge accomplishment. And then a couple of days ago, you received something in the mail. Tell us about those two things. Yes. So towards the end of March, so a couple of months ago, I officially completed my naturalization and I became a U.S. citizen. So I went, yes. So I went to the naturalization office. They gave me the civics test, asked me a couple of questions, and then I got sworn in. And a couple of days ago, I officially got my U.S. passport. We are so proud of you and that accomplishment. You made this country a better place by becoming a part of us. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Now, am I correct? You did your last year of high school and your first year of college at the same time. Is that essentially right? Yeah, uh, I basically, uh, for my senior year of high school, I basically did college coursework. So I finished my senior year while also finishing my first year of college. And uh, the reason I know Tristan and the reason he works with us is I met him when I was asked to speak for the college class. And he, he so stood out in terms of his intellectual prowess. It was so obvious, his, uh, his depth and breadth of understanding, his confidence, his vigor, his articulation skills. I said later to uh, the college president, I said, who is that guy? I want to know him. And he came to work with us. At that point, we're immensely proud of what he oversees. You got to keep your eye on Tristan Tang and the accomplishments that are going to come ahead. Now you, now, you participated in speech competition and a debate competition. Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. And again, thank you so much, Dr. Garlow, for those compliments. Really appreciate it. So, yeah, for three years when I was in high school, I, comp I competed in competitive speech and debate. I did it through this Christian homeschool league. You may have heard of it. It's called STOA. And... Yeah, I, I, I did debate. I did Lincoln-Douglas debate primarily, so it was one-on-one. -on -one, and I also did a couple other speech events as well. And what does Lincoln-Douglas debate mean? Yeah, so Lincoln-Douglas debate is, is a debate format of, again, it's one versus one, so two people going up against each other. And the round is about 45 minutes. And the topic that uh, is usually, the topics in Lincoln-Douglas debate are usually about moral and philosophical questions. And so it's, it's challenging, but it is incredibly, uh, it is incredibly uh, helpful to, again, enhance your critical thinking, your communication, and thinking on your feet, and so much more. Now, in the Lincoln-Douglas debate, correct me if I'm wrong, if I understand it, it's not a case of two guys looking at some debate moderator. You're looking at each other, and you have the right to challenge each other directly. Is that accurate? Well... Not quite, actually. You do have a judge, or again, as you continue to advance into uh, into higher, uh, I don't know, knockout rounds, so to speak, you'll, you'll have more judges. But yes, you usually have a judge that will decide who wins the round. But you are essentially arguing, you know, you'll be, there are two sides, right? There's affirmative and there's negative. So yeah, so the affirmative will debate the negative, but then there'll, there'll be a moderator or moderators slash judges, if you want to call it so. But are you allowed to question your opponent? Yes. So uh, in every single round, 
there, there's what you call cross-examination. So it's about three minutes, both the affirmative and the negative get to do this. And essentially in those three minutes, what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to ask questions about your, ask questions about your opponent's arguments and also to try to poke holes at what he's saying. Okay, I want you to know, Tristan, because this when you watch the World Prayer Network every Sunday night, this is the guy who's running it, the technology. And every time you've ordered a book from World Prayer Network or Well-Versed, this is the guy who ships it to you. And so he's, been, he's behind the scenes and he's touched a lot of things that have impacted you. And I want you to know him. Now, Tristan, can we watch... Uh, can we watch just a little bit of a debate right now of you? Oh, yes. Yeah, just just a preface. So you're about to see a little snippet of what cross-examination and Lincoln-Douglas debate looks like in my league. So this video is actually from 2020. Uh, during COVID, because there were a lot, not a lot of in-person tournaments, this was actually a tournament over Zoom. But yeah, but what you're about to see is me cross-examining my opponent. So uh, I'm going to play the video right now. Now, since the word, the resolution says culture ought to value, what does it look like for culture to value assimilation? The majority of people or a defining characteristic of the people in that culture consider assimilation to be a good thing. Okay. Would you say that in order for it to work, would you say that there, have to be, there has to be some level of enforcement? No. So completely voluntary, just to be clear. That's what it means to value assimilation. You think it's a good thing. Okay, interesting. Are there instances where the minority doesn't necessarily want to change their customs, their beliefs, sometimes their religion, their behaviors? Yes, there are instances where minorities don't value assimilation, but they should. Well, that was very good, very interesting. I, I'm really proud of you, Tristan, for your accomplishments, for your debate skills, for your speech skills, for your organizational skills, and then for your technological skills. Uh, all of these are manifest, and it's going to be really fun to watch you. You're 18, almost 19 and to watch your life develop is a real joy. We love you, we are so proud of you. Thank you, Tristan Tang, for working with Wellverse, and thank you for your enormous help in the World Prayer Network, running it behind the scenes every Sunday night for us. Thank you, Dr. Garlow. It's been a, such a privilege getting to work with you and the Wellverse team. Blessings. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that Wellversed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the Wellversed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.